Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com essential. That's epicor.com essential. Hi, this is Elizabeth, one of the co-hosts of Beauties and Headcanons. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hey, you're listening to Let's Hustle with Lee and Chelsea. We are two girls making our way in sales and entrepreneurship. We set out to make this podcast after entering our late 20s and realizing we were hitting a wall and felt like our lives and careers were stagnant. After expressing this feeling to countless other women, we realized we weren't alone. So each week we're bringing you real conversations with real people that are authentic, realistic, and relatable in hopes that you can grow into the best version of yourself. So strap in and let's hustle. Welcome to another episode of Let's Hustle Podcast. This is Lee. And this is Chelsea. And here we are again. Doing the thing. Doing the thing. We're killing it. Totally. (laughs) Um, Today on our episode, we're going to talk about a lot of cool things. We're going to talk about, you know, the usual, do our little intro, see how our weeks have been going. But um, we wanted to bring up something first before we even talk about anything. Um, And we wanted to kind of make a... An amendment, I would say. Um, a little corrections corner, if you will, um, to our Girl Boss episode that we released a couple weeks ago. Um, we've been having some really great conversations with people since that episode came out. Um, really enlightening conversations that have been a little eye-opening for us. Um, and so we wanted to just come on here, take a moment, and kind of retract on a few things that we might have said because I think Chelsea and I were very excited to talk about this subject because immediately we were annoyed and upset about the marketing of Girlboss. And then I think that was something that we wanted to kind of keep on topic about, mm-hmm. which because I st- we still both very strongly agree that the marketing of Girlboss has taken it over and made it something that it's not. It's an as Exactly. People. Exactly. So we're not, we're still just not on board with the aesthetic of it. But I mean, it's like cute, but it, that's not the point. That, that I mean, that is the point. It's cute. And this bit ain't about cuteness. It's about I'm the boss and I'm a woman and I can do it and I'm kick you in the face. There we go. <laughs> the words of Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. One of the main things that we've been getting a lot of feedback on is we mentioned something about hiring someone just because they're a woman. And I think personally, Chelsea and I not being English majors, not being extremely articulate, probably not fleshing out this idea as well as we should have. um, We definitely shot from the hip. We absolutely shot from the hip and that was wrong. And Mm -hmm. we should not have shot from the hip on that subject. On a lighter um, note, we realized that there's quite a few listeners. So. <laughs> People are listening, and that's amazing. Um, and so 
I think now that we've actually sat down and had this conversation, what we really, I think what we were trying to say, but we just absolutely were just not hitting, hitting the, we were off target completely, mm-hmm. is we're more so upset that the systems that were supposed to be broken down by the girl boss movement are not being broken down. It was and more like, I'm going to hire this girl to put a band-aid on it and be like, oh, I hired her, and so now we're good. As like a pat on the back. Yeah. And I think that's more that. so what we were trying to say, and it just didn't come across that way, and we apologize because, I mean, I went back and listened to the episode, and it definitely didn't sound like we were trying to say that. So yeah. I feel we just wanted to put that out there in the open and say that we appreciate all the feedback, and we wanted to kind of be like, you know what? Our bad. Things didn't come across the way we wanted it to. We really, really meant something different. Yeah. And it came off um, came off a little harsh. And I think how you said it earlier when we were talking about this was like, we, you don't just hire, like just hiring a woman to make yourself hit some type of a status box or whatever isn't helping. How you do it is you hire the woman and you give her the resources to propel the movement forward versus just like give her the title. And one of my good friends was like, I like to hire people that don't have the opportunity because you don't know if they, you don't know because they don't they've never the been experience. given the chance, you know? Absolutely. And it's like, you're right. You're 100% right. That is absolutely correct. Yes, I agree. And so just because, like, don't hire somebody just to hire somebody. Hire, hire somebody. Off and potential, not off resume. Thank and that you. is the biggest thing. That and is that's it, kind of right what there. we miss talking about because it's important to hire off potential because there might be a girl who would be incredible at this job, but she doesn't have a lot on her resume. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, random exec is going to be like, well, we're going to hire this dude because he's been here and he's been here and he's done this and this. Yeah. But the potential is so much better with the woman and the environment that she's going to create is so much better. Yeah. So it's like you got to hire off potential yeah. and not off resume because she probably hasn't been offered the same experiences as a male has. Exactly. So that's more so... That's where we're going with this. That's where we're going. And I completely, we're amending the, um... We take it all back, we take it all back, we take it all back. We take everything back, and we love you, <laughs> and we're sorry, and, um, we hope that maybe clears up a little things. And yeah. we appreciate that people are willing to talk to us about this, Heck instead yes. of just going behind our back and being like, that sucked, I hated that. Yeah, and also, like, the conversations that it started, like, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Absolutely. I totally agree. We're awesome. making changes. We are making changes. We're Boop. growing, we're learning... We're having convos and doing the thing and stuff. Civil discourse is the backbone of America. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I want to say that I love about America. Because America is not perfect. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> you know, and one of the things... Okay, I know like we try not to get really political or something, anything like that. But I have to say this because I think it's amazing. Say it. I think what I say is amazing, so (laughs) shut up. I'll I'll be here to listen. (laughs) But, like, one thing that I have loved about um, America is we're always growing and we're always trying to get better. And how we get better, the course that it has to take isn't always pretty. Mm -hmm. But, like, look at how far we've come. Mm -hmm. We started out as, like, no freedom. Boom. We got whatever. Slavery. Mm -hmm. We got through that racism we're getting through that is it pretty no are we getting through it yes women's suffrage here we are you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think that's one of the things that i love about america is like we're getting there 
I think that we, in America now especially, we are getting way better at recognizing problems and trying to fix them. And people are open more and more every day. People are open to changing their Mm -hmm. views and opening up to making it better and more inclusive and coming together as a people and realizing Mm -hmm. like, oh, this was ran by like only a handful of rich slop kebabs. I couldn't think of a better, more appropriate word because my mom (laughs) listens to this. But you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things I have to say. Like, in all the bad things going on, one of the good things about America is the change that does happen. Change happens here. Yes. Unfortunately, is it slow? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm trying to focus on positive things here, okay? Right. But it does happen. Yes. Anyways, there's that for you. Great job. Awesome. That was a great opening. I hope that isn't come off wrong i if it comes off wrong guess Please what let us know. we can come back next week and we can amend it <laughs> so we'll do it um yeah so we just wanted to open say those little words yeah um now we can get to like little little transition period chelsea hit me how has your week been it has been pretty good actually okay um it's been busy i've had people reach out for things which is exciting you know business picking up and up and up good so i will take that every day of the week mm-hmm. um yeah that's pretty much it started working out kaylee if you're listening you're horrible <laughs> and how's your week all <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts. her and kaylee have been working out together that's why she's horrible Not, i can't laugh we don't <laughs> We don't hate Kaylee. We love Kaylee. Um, Until she makes you do certain things, and then you'll hate her. And then... (laughs) That's all. The sorest I've ever been in my life is every time I work out with Kaylee, though. Like, every time. She made me do these things with this stupid medicine ball that has sand in it. You're horrible. Yeah, they're terrible. That is the worst. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's in the legs, and she makes you lift your legs up, and then you grab it, and you go back. And then I, like, kind of came up with a cheat so I could actually do it. And she's (laughs) like, wait, you're not doing it right. And I was like, okay. And she's like, you need to sit up and grab the ball. And I was like, well, I would if I could. (laughs) Baby steps. I'm like, this is me. I'm sitting up. Can you see it? I'm sitting up. She's like, you're on the ground. Yep. You know what? Baby steps. Yeah. So it was great. It was great. And you're horrible. And I love you. Great. That was my week. Okay, you. Well, my week. um, My week's You've had a good week. I've had a great week. I had a little... um, PKB Porch Kitchen and Bar reunion with just like nine of us. Um, we got an Airbnb and had like a little pool party. Yeah. Um, just it was very chill, cooked, laid out, looked at the stars at night. It was lovely. I love that. Um, we did that, and then I what other what other things have even happened this week? I don't even remember what I did. Pretty much that's it. That's pretty much it's it. It's only when it's only Wednesday. It is only Wednesday. I've been working. More at the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights, doing some cool stuff there. Um, uh, that's that's about it. Oh, um, well, I don't want to say that. I'll say it when it happens. Cool things are happening at the KCHR. Oh, we have a special guest that's coming in next week. That we're I was like, way to dangle a, the carrot, jerk. <laughs> he's gonna this person. I say he, so it's a guy. He's gonna make a special appearance, and we're gonna give him a tour of the offices. And um, he's going to help us bring awareness. And it's someone really cool. So yeah. I'm really so stoked. So there's that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's about that's it. Great. That's great. That's my week. Perfect. Okay, yeah. so today we're talking about sales. We're um, back. We're, we're talking back. about sales. We're talking about sales. And one of the things that I want to talk about before we get into this with sales is right now it's hard. I don't care what anybody says. It's hard. Sales are hard. You're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to talk to more people. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to work harder. You're just going to have to try more. Like, mm-hmm. literally, that's what it is. There's people out there that are willing to spend money. There's people out there that need to spend money. There's people that need whatever you're selling. And there's people that can afford it. And so, at the end of the day, like, you don't have... Your excuse just is... It, you just have to work harder. Yeah. It freaking sucks. Let me tell you right now. It freaking sucks. I've been on the phone all day trying to set appointments. <laughs> Guess how many I've set? Zero. I've set zero. <laughs> I've been on the phone all day, all day. And I've sent very many emails. And guess what? I have to show for it. Absolutely nothing. But that's okay because I'm leaving no stone unturned. And eventually, all this hard work will come to fruition. And maybe my listeners will feel bad for me and give me a referral. I don't know. I'm here for anything. (laughs) I said no stone unturned. And that's where I've come to. So, (laughs) I'm just letting you know it's going to be hard. But there's also good things, which is what we're talking about today. And yes. you know, when you think about like sales, like, yeah, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to, you're going to get, you're going for more no's than ever right now. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of your typical 25, you're going to go for 50. Like it just, it is what it is. You're going to have to double the amount of calls that you make, double the amount of cold calls that you make, ask more questions, talk to more people. Like there's not, I feel like a lot of times I'm wanting this answer that's like, oh, you just wake up every day and you work, honey, wake up and work harder. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But you're going to have to give double. That's all I've got. That's really it. And, you know, I was talking to my regional sales manager today, and it was just refreshing to finally have someone to be like, no, you just have to work harder. There's not an answer. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Literally, nobody knows. We're in the practice of life right now. We don't know if we're going to be open tomorrow. We don't know if schools are going to open up. We don't know if you're going to have to teach your kid in your house. I'll pray for you. And this is why I don't have children. Amen. So <laughs> that's all I've got. When people say, why are you having... I don't know. How's teaching the ABCs, Janet? How do you feel about that? I'd rather teach ABCs than do sales. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> When you have to make sandwiches all day, you let me know how that goes. But no, but what I'm trying to say is we just don't know, right? Yeah. We just don't know. And sometimes instead of like sugarcoating it and be like, it's going to be okay, everything, sometimes it's just like face the reality. It's Mm going to be harder. It's going to, you just have to work more. Mm -hmm. Okay? That sucks. It really does. I'm sorry. It's like the answer that we don't want to hear, but we know it's the answer. And so sometimes you just need to hear it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Just wear your mask. Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor and work harder. Girl, that's the secret to life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's really all I have. No. But with that being said, there's beauty in sales. <laughs> Today's been a really good day. So today on the pod, we're going to talk about all the good things about sales now that we've just prefaced you with that beautiful intro yeah it's Um, gonna be hard and work really hard and it's gonna be great but it's gonna be rewarding and this is why absolutely it totally is so we kind of put together five things that we think make sales you know one of the most unique and propelling careers that you wonderful can pick because yes it is hard but what you're gonna learn and what you're gonna gain from being in sales is going to be unmatched by any other profession i think 
Same. You know, I mean, maybe like being like a neuroscientist might, but you know what I mean. Speaking as a completely objective third party observer with absolutely no personal interest in the matter, I'm going to have to agree with you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so the first thing that we feel, and I mean, this is also very obvious, um, the first thing that we think is going to be extremely unique to sales is the amount of unlimited potential income that you have, the amount of money that you can make in sales. Yeah. It really is. And it's such a, it's such a cliche selling point where it's like, but well, it's, obviously you can make money when you sell more. Yeah. But, but it's, it's true. Yeah. It's totally true. And it's feast or famine sometimes I feel like there's day, there's months where you're cr- Okay. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I typically average about $2,000 a quarter in mm-hmm. sales, which mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Last quarter, I did $200 in sales. Granted, there was a worldwide pandemic <laughs> afoot. Okay. <laughs> right. There were a few factors that played into that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is you can have a month where you're getting $20,000 commission check, $40,000 commission check, and you can get a month where you're getting... commission check. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right. So what I'm... The purpose is, like, you're going to have months where you're just, like, blown out of the water and you're Mm -hmm. crushing it and you can make as much money as you put in. Like, in sales, what I love is the harder I work, the luckier I get and the more money I earn. Yeah. And that motivates you to work even harder, too. When you're actually getting rewarded. And you see that money come in. Yes. Going from a woman making... I don't know, $20,000 a year, maybe 30 working five mm-hmm. jobs, busting my hump to working one job, breaking six figures mm-hmm. and like really working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It is absolutely ultimately rewarding. Totally. So it's hard work. And like when I say like the whole thing is like, it's hard right now. You We don't know what's going on. Every stone has to be unturned and you have to put on the investigator and you have to work hard. It's not just going to land in your lap. Mm-hmm. Like people in sales that make a lot of money, you hear, man, they got really lucky. No, honey. No. I cried and I worked late and I worked mm-hmm. hard and I called. I went for the 50 no's when you went for the 25. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. And I think too, like... People who aren't in sales and people who I think don't really understand it really don't get that, like, maybe, maybe 15, like, 1-5% of your sales are luck. You just yeah. happen to stumble into the right account. They needed The timing was right. The timing was perfect. That's, like, I'm, like, being very and, liberal when I say 15%. Yeah, and a lot of the time when you stumble onto that lucky account, you were out there hustling. Yeah. And it might have been your last stop of the day, and you're like, fine, I'm just going to do one more stop, and boom, Mm -hmm. honey, sale. Booyah. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got. So it still is hard work, and it's it's easy for someone who doesn't want to work that hard to hang on to that one lucky sale of someone who is working very hard. Yep. Because they're like, well, like she got that one account. Yeah, or they see you talking to people and laughing and having fun. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, guess what? That joke wasn't funny. But I laughed anyways. Okay. <laughs> so you shut up over there. I am putting in work. I'm fake laughing all the time. I am fake laughing all the time. No. I mean, sometimes I fake laugh, but like a right. lot of the time it's real. Right. Um, but ultimately, it's like, yeah, we take people to dinner. Or yeah, we do things. Yeah, we talk to people and it looks great. Mm-hmm. 
But really, it's a lot of work. And a lot of times you laugh at jokes that aren't funny and they don't go with you. Yeah. Okay? So there you so go. So then you're just hating your life. Talking to... I mean, I'm just really just being dramatic for for all intents and purposes. This is a very, very entertaining episode so far. <laughs> so far. Chelsea's gone off her freaking rocker. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's worried about me now. It's fine. We all are. I'll give you Adam's number so you can let him know. Um, but really, I mean, you really do have an uncapped earning potential. Mm-hmm. You can make as much. That's the thing. You, you make as much money as you are willing to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and the hours, you will make a bucket ton of money. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And what more could you want? Than buckets of money. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe eternal happiness, but, you know, we'll work on that later. You can buy it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Actually, you can, but it's fine. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) I've been persuaded. Um, Cool. So, the second... Hit me. Most wonderful thing that you can learn. Yep. Um, asset you can gain from being in sales, uh, which I love this. Um, it is a, it's well-rounded, just all, like, overall business training. Mm-hmm. Because in sales, you're not just doing the sale. You're not just calling no. and walking up to people and being like, let's do this. No. When you're a salesperson, you have to understand how every single aspect of your company works and you have to understand how finance works. You have to understand how, you know, your accountant works. You have to understand how logistics works. Like, you have to do all of that because when you're talking to a potential client, when you're meeting with them and mm-hmm. you don't know how something works in your company, they're going to be like, well, what are you even selling me? Because yep. you're representing your company. Knowledge is power, baby. Knowledge is power. It absolutely is. And knowledge sells. Why does knowledge sell? Because people trust you and people buy from people they trust. hmm you can take that to the bank all day long. <laughs> I also had an Alani new before this started. And I can tell you it's kicking in. <laughs> but hashtag also, ad. <laughs> hashtag sponsor us. Um, yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. Okay, anyways. But when it comes to sales, there's a lot of different parts in it too. Not just like knowing the ins and outs of everything. Mm-hmm. Because like you've got to be able to answer questions. But it also comes down to you become an actor. You become an investigator. Mm-hmm. You become an attorney knowing legal things. Mm-hmm. You have to play all of these roles and be that person. Yes. You know what I mean? Correct. You have to be the therapist where you listen. You have to dig up the pain and find the problems like an investigator. Yeah. And you have to build it up and put on the act. You know what I mean? When you're selling something, you got to be like, remember when this happened? How did that make you feel? I mean, you got to get into it. Act like you freaking care. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Sometimes you really don't care about two-ply toilet paper, but you better act like you do. <laughs> okay? Yes. Somebody's got to save the bums out there. And that's you. No pun intended. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. It's really going for yeah. light and airy here. But it really, it does. Like, you've got to learn how different aspects work. And you got to know the ins and outs of all your business. And if you don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. having the ability to be like, you know what? I'm unaware. I don't know. I will get back to you. Absolutely. Instead of just lying about it. Oh, absolutely. But you got to play all the roles. you got to know the things. You really do. Did you know that, I think, I don't remember the exact stat, but they did a study, not really a study, more of just like a data collection Ooh. of, um, I don't remember if it was a hundred or a thousand 
most successful entrepreneurs mm. in the U.S. of people who have like started their own business and been really successful at it. Tell me. And it was something like wild, like seventy percent of them all had a sales background. Doesn't surprise me. Because yeah. as in sales, you take rejection every single day. Mm -hmm. And the easier and better you can take rejection and grow and learn from that, the better you're going to be in life. Yes. Which is why sales is so, I don't know, it teaches you so much. Yes. It absolutely. teaches you how to take bad and turn it into good. When someone tells you no, ask why. Yeah. It teaches you how to ask the hard questions because oh. the people that are really good in sales, they ask the really hard questions. Mm -hmm. Or not even hard, just like uncomfortable. Yes. It blows my mind how many times people don't ask for the business because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Or they beat around the bush to ask a simple question because yeah. they don't. I'm like, no, you're here. Listen, if you're listening to me right now and you are in sales, the person you're meeting with took the meeting, ask the freaking questions. Yep. Boom. you got to meet their needs. And the only way you're going to do that and know how to play, where to play, and who to play with mm -hmm. is if you ask the questions. Exactly. Like, how annoying is it when you're on the phone with someone or, like, you're trying to buy something and they don't just, like, ask if you want it or not? Ugh. Like, the, I don't know. It just, it drives me crazy if I'm, like shopping for you know let's say i'm shopping for appliances mm -hmm. and i want to buy a dishwasher mm -hmm. like i don't know anything about dishwashers i'm coming to you i need you to tell me what i I'd already told you i'm interested in dishwashers yeah tell me which one i should buy and why and why i need you to tell me all the features and then i need you to say okay do you want do you want it let's go are you ready ask for the business exactly like because if you don't it's making me like should I second guess this? Like, you don't seem very confident in... Confident. Like, oh, my god, Selling me this, so... That is a big one. Ugh, so... And just knowing to walk... I don't know. Being able to know when to walk away from a situation, mm -hmm. being able to read your customer. Is it a sell that you're just going to sell, be an order taker? Is it one that you're going to have to find the pain and present the solution? Or is it one mm -hmm. that's just now it's not the right time? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Completely. So there's lots of roles that you learn, and it really helps you as, like, a full in your business career on how to deal with people, how to diffuse situations. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. What's number three, Lee? Um, well, girl, number three. Um, and this is probably, I would say this is the most abstract mm -hmm. of all the, um, of all the reasons of, because it's, I hate the idea of this, but it's so true. But, one of the most important things that you can learn in sales, unlike any other job, is just pure grit. Yeah. I honestly think that we hate that so much because it's such a... Say it. Masculine. masculine. Yeah. It's but such here's a masculine the thing, like, thought. I think people have, like, they hate on masculinity, but it's not masculinity that's bad. It's, like, just douchey people that are bad. You know? Yes. Oh, like, for when sure. I think of the most perfect masculine person or being a man, mm -hmm. when I think of being a man, I think of being chivalrous. I think of being kind, being generous, mm -hmm. being um, able to provide, being a teammate, being all the good things. Yes. And strong. But there also comes like, there's like two sides of it. You know what I mean? This is, I think that sometimes grit gets thrown in with the toxic masculinity yeah. side of it. Like toxic masculinity that places unrealistic like norms and unrealistic like social yes. situations on not only men, but women too. There's like an so, Instagram 
And then there's the reality. And yes. we're going to have an episode about expectations. But, like, I think, like, the expectation, like, when I think of grit in a good way, I mm-hmm. think of, like, the backbone of America, hardworking, like, this is my dream and I'm going for it and I'm going to work and I'm going to give it my all and I don't have a plan B. This mm-hmm. is my plan A and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And I want it and I'm going to do it, everything I can to get there and I'm yeah. going to make it happen. Making you a little rough around the edges. Yeah. And being able to, like bathe in turtle wax every day and let the harsh things people say roll off your back yes and not keep you down absolutely like when i think grit i think i that's okay on to the next you're gonna say no fine i can handle a no Mm -hmm. that's that's fine i'm on to the next thing and like just digging in putting on your blinders Mm -hmm. bland like getting rid of all of the negative things and just Mm -hmm. like really buckling down and having your goal in in mind Mm -hmm. and only working for that absolutely like asking yourself does this decision or is this activity or is this purchase or is this going to get me to where i need and want to be Mm -hmm. is it getting me to my final goal and if it's anything but yes Mm -hmm. it's gone i love that i think grit too can kind of be piled in with like developing a confidence and like an inner like an inner knowing of yourself like i think developing a confidence so that you can say, you know what, it's totally okay if this doesn't work out because I know I'm awesome and I'm going to move on to this. Yeah. Rather than, I think a lot of times people confuse grit with like some sort of like shutting down emotionally, not letting anything get to you, blah, blah, blah. Like it's not that it's not a shutdown. It is a, how would I say this eloquently? I don't think that grit is shutting down your emotions. I think that it is embracing your emotions so much that you know that external situations yeah. and external um, consequences aren't going to affect you because you know who you are. And yeah. you know how hard you can work, and it's going to be okay. And, like, you know the value of things and the value of, like, me putting my energy into this that doesn't mm-hmm. serve me isn't valuable to me. Yes. So I'm going to take my time that I know what is valuable and put it towards this. Yes. Like if it doesn't serve me. And like that's the thing. Just because that you've acknowledged that something doesn't serve you mm-hmm. or that this isn't worth it or something, that doesn't make you like douchey or, you know, just rude. It makes you, this is what I need and this is what I want and I'm not settling for anything less. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what grit really means. Mm -hmm. Like, just developing that really, really intense knowing inside you that you've got this and Mm -hmm. that you're going to work hard and that you know for a fact that you are going to wake up tomorrow and do the best you can. Absolutely. And you're going to get through whatever life throws at you. And sometimes just, like, when you're having a hard day and just pushing, Mm -hmm. like, that urge to just give up. Yeah. And just do it. Yes. Like, just do it. Just give what you can. You might not be able to give your best, but just mm-hmm. give what you can and get through the oh, day, girl. and you'll appreciate it so much more. Mm-hmm. And it's just as, like, finding the true value in yourself and, like, really being in tune with yourself versus, mm-hmm. like, I know when I'm out of tune, I ask my friends for a lot of advice or if I go to Google. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I'm not in tune with myself. And it's just, like, trusting your gut and working hard and knowing that, like, I can depend on me because I know I can do it. Absolutely. And I think true, like, true grit is knowing I'm going to do it. Like, oh. I'm not going to expect something out of you because you're not going to do it the way that I would do it. Yes. Oh and that's gosh. okay. Sometimes it's a really big time saver just to be, like, <laughs> I got this, sis. <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... That would be my take on it. I love that. 
So this actually ties in really well with number four. Mm -hmm. um, And that is in sales, you truly, truly learn more about yourself and who you are as a person than I think humbled in, in any other career. I've been humbled many a times. Oh, you get so humbled. I you, love it when people get humbled because they'll you, have like, I'm sorry. You know what? Forget about it. I'm gonna say it. People come in like, this job is easy. I can do it. And then, guess what? It's not. They fail. They fall on their oh. face. And I just sit back and I say, come here, little angel baby. Let me help you. <laughs> now that you're ready. Now that you're here. ready. Come to me. Let me help you. Yes. Pretty much. You, in sales, you will find out every single flaw you have about yourself. You will learn all of them. All of them. And you know what? It also teaches you to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Because there's times when it's like, man, I wish I would have said this. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, I will forever be grateful to Universe for taking the shot with me because I had nothing to prove. I had no resume to show anything. Mm Mm-hmm. I was a freaking guitar major, bro. Like, bro, bruh, can't you tell? <laughs> Frick. Um, but like, you know what I mean? I didn't have it, and they took a shot on me. And there are so many things I've learned. I've come out of my shell. I've been more confident. I've been more forward. I've gotten straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's built my confidence. Absolutely. And it's built my confidence through humbling me. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. So, like... This year has been a big humbling experience for me. It's been hard. This year has probably been the hardest in my career that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Between fighting depression, mm-hmm. between not producing the sales numbers that I typically do, mm-hmm. and facing the real reason why. And then once I faced that real reason why, getting hit with a worldwide pandemic, <laughs> it was like, kick me while you're down. Why don't you? I know. Don't stop. Exactly. And so it just is like, okay, take a step back. And focus and, like, really kind of find who I was in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and the advice oh. that I give. But when people come in and they're just, like, so high and mighty and, like, this is easy. I got this. Like, yeah. I love your ambition. Love the positive attitude and that is very important. But take sales. a drink of water and sit down. Let's maybe revisit the easy part you just talked about. Oh, my God. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, because it, it's humbling when you get told no and no and no. And mm-hmm. you put in time and you put in hours and people yeah. tell you no. Oh, my god! Or just to go to somebody and ask for a meeting or ask to sell them something or mm-hmm. ask. Yeah. And then to be like, no, thanks. Bye. You're like, oh, well, that took up all the courage I had for the day. So. <laughs> and I don't have any more. So I'm just going to cry in my car. Yeah. Pretend everything didn't happen. Exactly. Or when someone asks you a question that you don't know, mm-hmm. for the first time to be like, I don't know that. Guess what? They're people. At the end of the day, we all got hearts, kidneys, and oh my gosh, I would stomachs. Be, absolutely. I would much rather someone tell me, I don't know, but I can find out for you, than just make up something. Yeah. Just, or beat around the answer. Ugh. Just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to me. Just be like, I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. Pray for me. I'll yeah. be back. Yeah. But with knowing that you have all of these flaws and realizing all of them, this gives you a chance to really work on yourself Mm -hmm. and make yourself a better person. Because Mm -hmm. not only do you make yourself a better person, but after you do that and after you learn how to overcome your flaws, you gain so much knowledge about who you are. You gain so much knowledge about what kind of person you are. Yes. And you gain the just overall, like... 
just better yeah. sense of self like well, you just... the thing too is you find your flaws and you learn how to use them to your advantage Woo woo. okay i am not asking for compliments i'm not fishing for compliments i'm not doing any of those things okay but i did read a book by amy poehler called yes please and i related with this so much i love that book. i am in no way shape or form the most beautiful woman on this planet Except on the inside. Just kidding. (laughs) No, but I'm also definitely not the most ugly person on the planet. I'm not the most fit person on the planet, but I'm definitely not the most fat person on the planet. I'm not the most smart, but I'm not the most dumb. I am very pleasantly average. And you know what? I can be really pretty. Yeah. I can look like, what is it, Charlize Theron on Monster. Yeah. I can pull those both. I can do that. (laughs) Okay. I can pull that look off with ease. Ease. And, but you know what I learned through that is like, I can really use that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. People are much less t- intimidated by an average human being. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, I'm really not looking for a compliment. I'm not looking for someone to like pick me up. Like, this is a good thing. Like, I'm a woman and I'm average and I'm kind and I can relate. And that's a good freaking thing. Yes. And I'm really okay with that. Dude, that's... I'm telling you, I think that there is such a weird stigma of just, like, being average. Like, people are held to this, especially, like, when we were little growing up watching all these Disney movies where, like, you had to be this, like, extraordinary human being and, like, dream your dreams and shoot for the stuff. Well, it's like, yeah, you can do all that, but, like, you don't have to be this extraordinary human being. You can just be an average person and still do awesome things. Exactly. As an average, normal person. Well, and we're set up for failure, too, when we look at all these perfectly curated images on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's like, guess what? They doctored that photo. Mm -hmm. The photo hath been doctored. It hath been doctored. (laughs) So, like, when you go and see... The caption probably hath been quite doctored. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, there's filters on things. And, like, when you want to go see the Mona Lisa, this is what you expect. But when you go to see it, you can't even get within 50 feet of it. Yeah. Okay? When you go to look at these beautiful structures, sometimes they're under construction. When you go there, you get... When you go to Boston, Mm -hmm. you get hooked in all the streets, and you go under all these tunnels, and your freaking GPS doesn't work, and you get lost. (laughs) That didn't happen. (laughs) (sighs) That's another story for another day. Right. And how I worked on my rage issues. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, what I'm trying to get at here is, like, just because you think of it or your first initial reaction is that it's something bad for you or it's like not your best quality, mm-hmm. you can turn that into something really powerful. Yes. Awareness is so important. Like if you can be aware that you have bad breath, guess what? There's there's a remedy for that and you can mm-hmm. have great breath. I Yes. If you, you are sure aware can. that you offend people with your speech, mm-hmm. you can work on that. Yeah. I if love you're that. aware that you're funny, you can use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Self-deprecation. Self-deprec- <laughs> love that word. Thank you. So do I, apparently. But you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. okay to just be, like, play to what you need to be. Yeah, that's true. Like, I've had to realize that there being an extroverted introvert. Ooh, it's hard, y'all. Exactly. There's some social situations where I can be a social butterfly. I can talk to anyone in the room. Doesn't matter who they are, where they come from. I've been there for that. I can talk to any human being on the planet. But sometimes when I'm in more of an introverted state and I have social anxiety, I feel like I am a 
stone statue mm-hmm. and I cannot talk to a single person. And that so, happened to me with you once. Yeah. We were at um Jamie King's networking oh, event. And yes. you were just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I hid behind you. I was just like, ugh. Dude, I'm telling it's like I'll have moments like that and I realize that when I have moments like that, mm-hmm. I try to find people who might not feel comfortable talking to everyone and I try to give them attention mm-hmm. and try to bring them out of their shell. Yeah. But then when I realize that I'm in other situations where I feel more reserved and I feel like I'm not like I can't talk to people, I try to find people who are more out there who probably just need someone to listen to. And yeah. so I turn into a really good listener in those situations yeah. and just sit and receive other people's energy because I know that I can't put any out because I don't, Yeah, the mindset that I'm in and like the energy that I have is not one to chat totally. for a long time. So it's, it's really trying to just find what your flaws are and using them to your advantage. And that's kind of what you, you have to do. You can turn your flaws into... Your superpowers. Your, yes, 100%. I love it. Which also gets you into our fifth and final point of the stories and the memories that come with sales. Oh. You meet a lot of characters You sales. absolutely do. Whether that's your coworker or people that you're selling to. Yeah, and you know what that does for you? Develops life experiences. It sure does. It sure freaking does. And there's times when you can laugh at what people do, and there's times when you can learn from, like, Maybe you can learn office etiquette from people that you work with. Yes. You can learn what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn good things to do. Like yep. if someone does something great, you're like, wow, that's incredible. Exactly. I want to start doing this. Yep. Um, yeah. And even clients. I think you learn how to be a better client by dealing with horrible clients. Absolutely. Because even as salespeople, you're going to eventually be sold to. Yeah. Uh, with something. I had this happen to me with a car that I was buying. I mm-hmm. was like, look, I know how this dance goes. This is a waltz, not a tango. <laughs> I'm aware. This is what I need. A, B, and C. This is what I'm willing to give. This is what I know that you will accept. And this is the day that I need this by. And I will be getting a vehicle on this day. It's going to be happening. So if you want it to be you, here you go. Mother Effers came to me the day after I gave them their deadline and gave me everything I wanted. And I said, sorry, I purchased another vehicle. Because I gave you a date. Exactly. I literally handed you everything that you needed. Everything. Yeah. And so to me, like I learned that in my sales is like this, like knowing your audience, knowing what they're going to do, what mm-hmm. you can upsell, what you can't, if this is where they're at. And, like, it's not like I wasn't asking for anything unfair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, that's just one of the things, like, learning how to be a client, you know? Completely. Completely. Because there's customers that, like, I want to bend over backwards to help them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they're so wonderful. And there's other clients that are just rude and you're just like, service. Yes. Good luck with that. Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, just meeting different clients i mean especially probably in your industry you're meeting people from all different walks of life you know what i mean you're not working in one certain like white collar no business corporation i have vision people i have women that are freaking boss ladies like oh my gosh like yes yes clap clap sachet away and then i have another i'll tell you some stories oh my gosh okay 
I grew up in a very loving family. Very, very loving. And mm-hmm. they taught me the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. And working, you got to work for what you want. Yeah. And so when I first moved here, we moved into our townhomes. And I mean, I worked for the majority of everything I had. And that taught me great life lessons. Mm-hmm. Like it taught me a lot. And so I leased an Audi A3. I did it. Mm-hmm. We lived in a decent townhome in a good area of town. And, like, I felt really good about it. And I felt proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And I go into a meeting. And I, there was three, there was two guys and a lady. She was an older lady. And we were talking about um, parts of town. And, you know, I just moved here. And they're like, oh, where do you live? And I told them that I was living near Norton Commons. And this lady is like, oh, and you drive an Audi? Must be nice to have mommy and daddy take care of you. Mm-hmm. Honey. Yikes. If it was today, her head of would have rolled. <laughs> That's what sales has taught me. And I would have put her in her place. But then I was like, hmm, no, actually, you know, that's not true. And now I'd have been like, excuse you? Yeah. That's the difference. That's Chelsea four years ago to Chelsea today. Like, oh, yeah, no, I just did that. And today I'd been like, which hand do you want? <laughs> Good gosh. But throw hands, you know, and then I deal with men that are super respectful and Mm -hmm. kind. Mm -hmm. And then I have another one where we were signing some papers and his pen was really heavy, heavy enough for me to make a a comment on it. Mm -hmm. He was an older man, Mm -hmm. like has grandchildren my age. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, this is a heavy pen. He's like, yeah, I got to keep my fingers in shape if you know what I mean. And I looked at him and I said, ew. Ew. I really, I finally was like, ew, I was like, excuse me, but I'm sure you have grandchildren my age. Yeah. And I was like, I'll use my own pen thing. Like, thanks. Ew, what a creeper. But, you know, that's taught me to stand up for myself. Absolutely. And not take that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to take that. Yeah. Like, no. Good. Ugh. Stories. Lots of stories. Well, and when you share experiences like that with other women who maybe have dealt with the same thing and they know what your response was, it's like, oh, well, Chelsea did this. I can do it too. Exactly. If I'm ever in that situation. And that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast. Absolutely. Ugh. You're right. We did. Yeah. It was because like, no, you're not going to talk to me like that. Yeah. And because we just felt like there were so many other women who had... The same experiences, and it was just like, why aren't people talking about this? It's so universal and, like, common. Yeah. To be a woman in your 20s to walk into a room full of men and have to sell something to them is intimidating and scary and makes you feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, you can put your big girl pants on and put them on their place, which is what I like to try to do. <laughs> But, like, it still is intimidating. It absolutely is intimidating. And, like, it just is one of those things that, you know, I'm sorry, men, you'll never understand it. You just won't. And the amount of times I get mansplained things, the stories I could tell. But that's another pod for another day. But there's also really good, funny stories, too. Right. You know, like, there was this one time I had to go into a place, and I had to show my ID, and I don't carry a purse or a wallet because I hate them. And so I kept it in my bra. (laughs) And so I had to hurry, and, like, she's like, I need your ID. And I was like, oh, freak. 
So I had to like hurry and like turn around and I was like, here you go. <laughs> and we both just like me and my sales manager, Rachel at the time and the lady at the front desk, like we just laughed like literally for five minutes about it. And mm-hmm. it was just, there's times when you just have like fun moments or there's times when I can go to like a place that I love and talk to people that I love. Like I love yeah. going to work in metal and talk to them and I love taking gifts to people and I love going to the coffee shops and like the freedom that comes in sales. Wonderful human interaction. Yeah, there's is lots of literally what life is about. Absolutely. I've met some of my very best friends on the through sales. Absolutely. And there's like lots of like the characters that you work with. I mean, when you're in sales there's a lot of interesting personalities. <laughs> yes. That's accurate. Mine and Florida. Very accurate. <laughs> But anyways, that's that's the benefits and what comes with sales. It's not all just like work and call and talk and work and call and talk. There's mm-hmm. lots of good things that come and lots Absolutely. of building. You learn so much. You really learn a lot about yourself. Gosh. Like I didn't, I never counted on myself until now. That's awesome. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. It's like only I'm going to do this and I'm the only person that can make myself do it. And if I really wanted to, I could. And if I wanted to, I could. Not because I should. Mm-hmm. Great job. Thanks. You're welcome. So that's our sales episode. That's it. It's been a minute. It has been a minute, but that was wonderful. Yeah. What an invigorating topic to talk about. Yeah, I got really heated. You did. You, you started off on a roll, so. I did. I knew that it was going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, well, yeah. Uh Thank you all for listening. We're done, right? We're done. Okay, great. It's a wrap. My foot's asleep, so. Perfect. (laughs) And I've, like, been trying to switch my legs and hip and weight ratio. It's all right. It's fine. We like to be comfortable. Um, But, yeah, thanks for listening in this week, guys. Um, If you have any comments... Any, any topics you would like to- us to discuss? Yes. Any, like, good experiences, bad experiences, funny experiences, scary experiences, whatever. You know we love true crime. We'll <laughs> talk about it. Um, or, you know, any, like, situations you've been in that you just don't know how to handle. Let us know. Let's, let's yes. Please let us know. Let us know. We got you. Great. Anyways, rate, review, subscribe, like. All the things. We love you. We're grateful for you. Have the best week ever. Bye. Bye. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. I want to fling. Whoa, marriage takes work. No, I want to fling into spring at Total Wine. Tequilas and fruit-flavored vodkas, chardonnays, rosés, pinots. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.